Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Hey crew, hope you're well. Excited to have you with me today and so excited for today's episode. So on today's episode, we are doing our interview for the week with Melanie and Jordan Suber. Melanie and Jordan were recently guests on a membership call and I wanted to share it with you guys here on the podcast Uh, So actually, we, you know, kind of talked about doing a podcast interview with them and then just said, hey, you know, if you're going to do an interview, why not be a guest expert on one of our Monday calls? So they came on. It was an awesome call and I'm excited to share it with you today. If you ever want to check out one of our calls where we, uh, you know, grow and learn together on the membership Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern or, you know, you come to one of the guest experts calls like with Melanie and Jordan, you are welcome to check out one of those calls for free. So if you are interested, feel free to reach out to me. You can uh, text me 610-568-4651 or connect with me on all the social channels as well. So thanks so much. Enjoy this interview with Melanie and Jordan Suber. Jordan and Melanie, they're part of a top 0.1% of agents globally. Guys, welcome. It's so good to have you here today. Thanks for having us. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. So I've been excited for this for a while. Um, I think, Melanie, you and I first connected. You posted about being interviewed from Real Estate Today, and the article was amazing. And I think I friended her right away and I was like, can we talk on our po- my podcast? <laughs> I told her about it. And then like when I said, hey, if we're going to do a podcast interview, if you guys are ever available Monday, we like to have guest experts. We can do this as a uh, guest experts call. So it's going to be super valuable. Like these calls, we'll try to go 30, 40 minutes. Uh, I do want to give that last 15 minutes at the end. They have a ton of valuable stuff. The way they're using social media is insane. So like you guys can learn a lot from that. So yeah, they were just featured in real estate today. They rank among the top 90 agents at their brokerage, which has almost 90,000 agents across the world. They run a top real estate team called the Royal Circle, which has given them time and financial freedom. And now they're passionate about helping others achieve the same level of success. Their story is incredible from Jordan spending you know, some of his childhood homeless. And we'll jump into that in a second. You know, and Melanie's marketing background, they have done a great job, you know, helping realtors all over the world and agents under them give high levels of service and help, you know, their clients and their agents achieve, you know, and make and make this dream a reality. So I know I kind of that's a lot, but it's just like a quick blurb about you guys. Let's go all the way back. And Melanie even said she's like, Do you want to interview one of us, both of us? And I'm like, No, I think both of you would be great. So Jordan, we'll start with you. And like I, you know, I told you a little bit before, this isn't scripted. It's just a conversation. But like, take us all the way back to the childhood, being homeless. <laughs> like, tell everybody, kind of give us a couple minutes of like your story and how you, you know, a lot of people, sadly, that like end up in, you know, homeless or something like that. Like, it's hard to get out of that, right? It's hard to um, build success for yourself and, you know, especially go from like, being homeless to where you are now. Can you kind of like tell us how it all happened? Yeah. So it's all the way back from the beginning. Like my earliest memories is violence. My dad beat my mom up as a kid and the whole nine yards. I also was born with lead poisoning. So if my zero to six years old, I had lead poisoning. It feels that means normally you either die from that. And luckily I'm still here. Paul become mentally impaired for life. And for me, my worst thing that happened was a bad habit of speaking. So I speak sometimes, but I was talk too fast. Hard to understand me, but besides from that, 
had a 4.0 GPA in college, honors classes, the whole nine yards, full ride. But my dad and my mom broke up when I was like 10 years old. From 12 to 18, my dad kicked in the house like every couple months. So I was homeless off and on. I slept in cars, slept in floors and benches. I've slept at friends' couches, kind of the whole, you know, progression of being homeless as a kid, all the different stages of my life back then. And I knew that'd be a better way to kind of find a way to be more successful, not reliant on other people. So I kind of got an entrepreneurship a lot more from that stage, moved away from my hometown to a place like four hours away from my friends, bad influences, obviously more stable lifestyle. Went to college for pre-med and also with the hospital for two years. Realized most doctors don't really care a whole lot about the patients and kind of prescribe pills. So you know what, it's not what I want to do for myself. Let me kind of find a different avenue of my success plan. So instead, got in more entrepreneurship and marketing. And at 22, my mom and I had a restaurant in Kansas. And when we took over the restaurant, we was making like 100 bucks a day when we first took over it. And then within 30 days of doing marketing for us, it was 5K a day they was making. So a 5,000% increase in profits after this one month of marketing. And keep in mind, guys, back then, I knew nothing about marketing. I was 22 years old. I knew about Facebook ads, social media. I was just trying everything, you know, billboards, radio ads, the whole nine yards. Luckily, it kind of worked out. We finally shut down that restaurant due to a bad partnership that we have with the owner of the whole establishment. We went out to Austin, Texas, probably seven years ago. And I wrote two books while I was being here. And I got into marketing and find my niche was agents, helping realtors get more leads online. I was charging 5K a month to do ads for agents. And it was making 10, 20, 50K a month for my ad spend. And I realized marketing was like the good niche to be in, especially for realtors. And I finally discovered why am I doing marketing for the agents? Let's do it for myself instead. Got my license and then met Melanie. We had a story for that pretty soon, but that was still part of the story. Shortly, we got my license and then we had a team of 120 agents across 20 states by helping our agents do more marketing, do more business for themselves. So quick snap out my story. Yeah, and then Melanie, you come into the picture, you guys meet, and you obviously have like a marketing background and kind of is like, I mean, that's why you've kind of become like a power couple. You kind of have this amazing background in marketing as well. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So when we met, actually, we spent the whole day talking about marketing because <laughs> um, he was running the marketing agency for realtors at the time. I was running my own marketing agency that I had started four or five years earlier. Very, very different story than Jordan's. Mine was, um, I just didn't want to sit at a desk my whole life. So I fell into a crowd of digital nomads. If anyone is familiar with that term, it's people that just travel the world and work online. So I knew that I wanted to do that, but I didn't know how to make money online, but I found marketing and I was good at it and I love to do it. And so I did that for about three years, just traveling and running my marketing agency. And then I moved to Austin um, and was still running the agency. And when I met Jordan, he was just getting his real estate license. And so like Jordan said, it's a crazy story that we'll have to tell how we met, but mm -hmm. um, we got pretty serious, pretty quickly. And so watching him get his license, I realized just like Jordan, a lot of real estate is marketing. So I decided to get my real estate license so that we could work together and help more people um, through real estate. 
All right. Now we have to hear how the two of you met. And then we want to dive into marketing and like some things agents are doing wrong and all kinds of stuff. Yes. Yes. You will love this story. It's pretty crazy. So we actually met at modeling events. So we worked with models for a wedding medium. And even more models for that. So I was the model of the groomsman. She was the bridesmaid. We had pictures and videos, the whole nine yards. We actually got paired up as a couple during the photo shoot. And I obviously fell in love as soon as I saw her. Like, I got to talk to this person. And the whole time we talk about marketing and business, that's my favorite topics to talk about entrepreneurship. And then I actually asked her out at the end of the night. She told me no twice. Luckily, I kept on trying. And our first date was on Zoom. And because COVID just happened. It's like, I met her two weeks later, COVID happened. Couldn't see each other in person. So we had a Zoom date. I ordered her hop daddies and ate dinner together virtually. That was our first date. And then since then, you can tell your part of the story. <laughs> yeah. I had to I had to really test his, you know, sales skills to see how his follow-up was. <laughs> and and it was great. And he uh, you know, closed the deal. <laughs> and then you guys, you've been married what, a year now? Four, four months. months. Oh, four months. That's right. That's right. I remember seeing that on Facebook. I'm like, wait, did they really meet at a photo shoot? That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's I mean, I think I love the story. I'm glad you're here because I think it's it's a great story of resilience. You know, Melanie, you've you've had successful jobs, but I think in in a lot of ways, you know, we often talk about that here. And I think I shared this with you like February 26, 2019. I lost my last W2. And I look back now because if I would have not lost that job, I probably would have stayed in W2s forever. A buddy, Vincent Puglisi, who everybody here knows because I say his name all the time, someone in his mastermind group is uh, Chad Jeffers. And for those of you on the podcast, you'll hear more of this story soon. But uh, Chad Jeffers is the guitarist for Carrie Underwood. Wow. And Chad's dad said to him, if you want to be successful in music, Never take a job with benefits. <laughs> and it's I, it, it relates so much to real estate because it's like, oh, my gosh, because so many of us have been in those W-2s. Uh, I think everyone here that I see has either left them. I mean, <clears throat> Sue works at W-2, but she's got a nice situation where most of the time she's on this call. She's here like for the most part, she's got flexibility. But so many people get stuck in a nine to five. So your, I mean, his story is obviously incredible. Yours, I think, is incredible as well because, yeah, let's, how in the world did you leave, like, the cushy, nice paycheck? Jordan kind of comes like the rags to riches. You kind of (laughs) had a nice setup. What made you say, no, I don't want to do this? That's a great question. I actually never had a real job. I worked part-time all throughout college, multiple part-time jobs in college. But um, when I graduated, I just, it it tempted me because I think society has this narrative that you have to graduate high school and then you have to graduate college. You have to get a job. You have to do the 401k, buy the house, picket fence, all of that. And so that was definitely pulling at me, but I just knew deep down that it wouldn't make me happy. And I was very fortunate. My two older brothers, actually my whole family, my parents are both entrepreneurs. So then my two older brothers became entrepreneurs. So then by the time it was my turn to graduate college, Everyone in my family was like, you can try to start a business and if it doesn't work, you can get a job in two years or one year or whatever. But if you get a job, like you were saying, John, it's really hard to leave once you have it. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel very, very fortunate that that was the advice that I was getting from the people closest to me and who I trusted the most because it was hard. My my roommates in college, I remember everyone was applying for jobs our senior year. And I was like, I'm, I was like looking into travel abroad programs and like not the same. So it's really hard to leave the status quo. But that mindset has really stuck with me a lot. Like what's the worst thing that happens if you try something for one year and it doesn't work? Versus if you try the other thing for one year, like what's the trade-off of switching back and forth? So I tried to look at that a lot. Like, for example, getting my real estate license was a huge risk and my marketing agency was running well and I had freedom to travel the world and it was a big lifestyle change for me to get my license. But I thought I can always come back to my marketing agency. And for example, with Jordan and I, we decided to focus really heavily on team building because we knew that so many agents need help with marketing. And it was really tempting to sell houses because the commission checks are really nice. But we said to each other, we can always sell houses. Like, let's go all in on this. And if we need to sell houses in a year or two years, that's not going anywhere. But it is a market share race for, you know, once an agent joins the XP, they're staying for life. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that mindset has really served me a lot in life. Mm-hmm. I love what you just said. Like, what's the trade-off for trying it one year? I had a great friend of mine, Christina Deal, on the podcast. And she she's basically in my area of Lancaster, PA, just an investor, really. But she said, I, I kind of said to her, what led to the success? And she's like, when I went into this full time, and it like is so, it seems like so basic, but it's like, no, so many, most jobs are like, nope, you're here nine to five. You can't do anything else. You can't be on a Zoom call. And I love what you're saying about the trade-off because it takes me back to when I lost my job. And we went from, now we weren't, we were making 70 grand as two people to I lost my job and we were doing 35. And we were like, you know what? We live pretty frugally. Like we were eating a lot of beans and rice. Like I'm a huge Dave Ramsey fan, but like we made it work. And then when I started making money, then when I made whatever, 38 my first year, tripled that my second, it was like, oh, now we actually have money to pay off our house like we did, to pay off all our debt. And I would go back and say, like, what's the risk? So, okay, I do want to get into marketing, but since since we're there, this is why I just, this is unscripted, guys, and sometimes it goes all, all over. For realtors here, right, and there's a, there's a few I see on the call who are working other jobs how do you kind of transition that slowly, right? So for instance, there's people here who can't necessarily give up even like their $30,000, $40,000 job because they're not making money in real estate yet. So I know what I would say, but I want to hear from both of you, like what, how do I kind of, you know, maybe do like this instead of like, I'm not ready to jump in the deep end. How do I like take baby steps through the pool? Like, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Great question. So I'm definitely an all or nothing kind of person, but I coach people all the time. So yep. what people want to have a slower route is to one, find a niche and marketing strategy that works for you. Cause every marketing works. Not for everybody. If you hate doing ads, you won't do that. If you hate doing marketing online, you won't do that. If you hate doing open houses, same thing. Follow what works for you and expect if you're doing it part-time. It's not going to work for you for the next, like, 90 days. But normally, a client doesn't become a client for 30 to 60 days in that time period, probably, like, 45. Get a new client and close them. And you got to understand, if you're making 40K a year, you need to have four clients to kind of replace their income, depending on where you live at. So you can get four new clients 
and use that as your anchor point. Like, well, once I get this much money, I can replace my job and go on and on that and use that extra income you make as your marketing expense, not mm-hmm. for your life. Yeah, one is going to be for your business. Like, this is my life hold. I pay for my life, my bills, all that stuff, my job. My business money from being an agent is for my marketing expenses and expansion going in factor. Yeah, definitely. And jumping off of that, which I think will segue into more marketing stuff, mm-hmm. we have a lot of agents that have have full-time jobs still, and we coach them very strategically about specific marketing strategies that they can mm-hmm. use that leverages their time that doesn't need, you know, you're not cold calling for six hours a day if you're sitting at a desk from nine to five. That's just unrealistic. So we would never tell an agent to do that. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of strategies to help our agents quit. And like Jordan said, we really focus a lot on financial literacy as well mm-hmm. in the Royal Circle, our team. We have a financial coach come in once every two months or so, once a month to teach our team because it's so much more, you know, this John, uh, like Dave Ramsey fan, it's not just how much money you earn, it's how much money you keep, it's mm-hmm. how you're investing it or how you're spending it. There's so many different, you know, two people making $30,000 a year could be living drastically different lives. And that will impact how the rest of their life unfolds. So we always want to teach our team, you know, the joke in real estate is people close uh, on a commission and they buy a new car. Yep. Uh, Yep. We try to tell our, I mean, obviously like when you, when you sell enough, treat yourself, but if you invest in your business first, then in however many times, like a year, you'll be selling twice as many homes and you can buy two times as big of a car anyway. So it's just about delayed gratification. Mm financial literacy, and then the right marketing strategies. I love that. And I think that is such a good point for agents because so many of us, I remember I've, you know, I've had months where I make 30 or 40 K. So even like last year, right. You know, the market kind of in June, the rates went up. I had hit my 2021 or year we in, I had hit my 2021 income by the end of June. Right. And so So a lot of people would be like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. I'm going to crush it. And I I mean, I did well. I'm not complaining. But then from June to October, I only sold one house because of the rates. So Mm. like a lot of agents would have spent the money (laughs) and been freaking out. Instead, it let me build the podcast, build the membership, build the. And so I would say, you know, as I look around at those of you still working jobs, I love as well what you guys are saying, Melanie and Jordan, about, hey, how many houses, how many clients replaces that income? So what is something agents here can be doing to improve their marketing, social media? Because you guys are crushing it, right? Ask, mm-hmm. well, I'll let you tell people what you're doing. I don't want to, and they can look you up on Facebook, but tell people like what you're doing and what has worked for you. Yeah, so I think what most agents and entrepreneurs in general get wrong is how to make a following instead of a community. That's the big difference. Don't make a following, make a community. It means add value, be there for your people, help them out some way, be entertaining, educational. Like for us, we reach like 6 million people every single year, if not more, through social media and all. Free social media, yeah. mostly. Yeah, free social media on the ad side. I don't count that, but we spend a lot of money on ads. So even more on that side of the spectrum. But for us, like our whole team, we're 120 people across 20 states. It's from social media. I knew none of them before they joined us to social media. I'm adding value. I'm talking to people and so forth. You got to be social on social media. That's the secret, though. Don't just make content. The content 
is like the big billboard. But you got to talk to them afterwards. Reply to them, comments, message them, add value, and so forth. By doing that, they'll like and trust you. When I message somebody now, like, thanks for messaging me. You're so inspiring because I'm actually talking to them, not talking at them. Definitely all of that. And the biggest mistake or problem that I see with agents, I mean, we do podcasts like this all the time. It's not just our team that we coach. We love talking about marketing and helping agents. So the biggest thing that I see that agents have in common is all of these excuses that they have about why they can't do social media. And they might look at people like myself and Jordan and think, oh, they were just born making videos (laughs) and feeling comfortable on camera and their videos just come out with captions on them and all of these things. And that's not true. Like both of us, if you saw the very first thing we ever did, it was terrible. We had to learn how to feel comfortable on camera. We had to learn. I make Facebook posts still sometimes that will get two likes on it. And that's education to me that, okay, this is not resonating with my community right now. What can I do differently? So just get started. I say this all the time to our team. You can't learn to drive in a parked car. So don't wait until you feel ready. You'll never feel ready. Just get started. And that's how you learn. And that's how you get better. And it helps to surround yourself. You know, you're in this group, this coach group, which is amazing. Follow people like us on social media and see what we're doing. And, you know, we love, I'm, we smiled at the investing question because we love investing in ourselves. We love investing in our business. We love modeling our stuff after other people that are more successful than us. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just find people that are already successful and see what they're doing and copy it. Not like copy, copy, but be inspired. Model. Model. <laughs> Let's jump into investing in yourself because you guys, I was going to, I'm pretty sure I remember it, but I, you just spent $60,000 on a group, right? 60? Yeah. A lot of people would say, what the heck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And they but, have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about that and why it made sense to, and I know, you know, I invest, I talk all the time. I, I, I spend about $10,000 a year on coaching for myself. Right. And so, because I believe, you know, I've heard that you need to invest 10% of your income or more. And so tell us why it made sense for you to basically invest what some people would feel like is a full-time real estate income into. Yeah. So tell us about the coaching and why you decided to jump, you know, kind of into the deep end with that. Yeah, definitely. So the quote by a guy named Alex Mosey that I love a lot. Like, don't invest in the S&P 500 or 100, what it's called. Invest in the S&P 500. Like, you are your biggest asset. Ooh, like, you yeah. are the people for the best investment you can ever make in your entire lives. So for us, it's like, I could buy a new house. I could buy a new car. I could buy something that's random. But that has no return for me. Even a house. I can buy a house, which is great cash flow appreciation. But I will always out-earn any home I have with a property, thousand percent, and my knowledge would never go away. So first, we invested sixty thousand dollars into a mastermind marketing program. We got named Rudy Moore. He also Grant Cardone, Kyle Lopez, all these huge people. He's like top five in the world as a marketer. And for us, we know we can work a film. We can fast track our success by five, 10, 15 years, and get there even quicker. And so instead of making an extra. 200K this year, maybe it's a $2 million this year. Because now we're working with this guy who's doing minerals a month, if not more than that. Then I can kind of use that as all anchor point to get there even faster. And another huge thing for us is that we do run our team. 
So we weren't just investing for knowledge for us. I mm-hmm. mean, we came home and immediately did a training with our team. That was the an hour of the weekend that we had spent in Clearwater. That's why we're in Clearwater with this whole team learning marketing. So it really not only, I mean, if it were just us, the return is infinite because yeah. like Jordan said, anything that you learn, it stays with you forever. And especially in real estate, you are your boss, you are your employees, you are everything. And so the better, the faster that you can do anything, the better you do it, the more efficient, the easier it is, the more fun you have, any of those things, that's worth it. But for us, there was a second layer that was like, if we can get everyone on our team to sell one more house, that's a huge, that not only does that change their life, that changes our lives as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just so interesting. I think so many, I, I, not, not even realtors, I think people, they have a scarcity mindset where I, I know this because I talk to realtors every week and even like joining a membership for 50 or 150 bucks for them is like a huge spend. And I'm just like, wait a second. Like what you're missing is where, and I'm not just saying me, like I'm not, I'm not that great, but I'm just saying like what you're missing is where this can take your business. Mm-hmm. And so many people, I know it. And and I think, you know, I've, I've talked to Madison about this too. Madison, you knew I was going to call on you. I've talked to Maddie about this, about like realtors that we know where it's like, they're making so much money. They won't even invest in like, let's just keep it on the real estate side. They won't even invest in like a transaction coordinator. Right. And they're like, Wait mm-hmm. a second. for $400 a deal, when you're making 10,000, you can free yourself up to do so much more of this, so much more connecting with people and serving people instead of sitting at your desk doing paperwork all day. What would you say to those people? And, and I don't know, I think there's some on this call who are like, I can't even spend any money. What would be like, what do I do if, if I, so let's pretend I have this. I don't want to spend too much money, but that's a whole nother that's another podcast interview. Um, so I'm struggling. Let's put me in one of their shoes. I'm struggling. I don't want to invest in anything. Like I do have some money I could spend, but I don't want to spend it. I just want to, you know, I think of a friend of mine who she had $200,000 in the bank and I'm like, you literally could like, no, she's a photographer, but I'm like, you literally could make no money for two years and you'd be fine. But she had the scarcity mindset. What would you say to somebody like that? I would say, I get it. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, again, we all live in a society where scarcity mindset is taught and preached. And just because it's normal doesn't mean it's correct or beneficial to believe mm-hmm. those things. But acknowledging that is the first step. Like I've spent years and years working on my money mindset and and overcoming the fear of investing in myself. So just I think a lot of times acknowledging that it's okay to feel that way is the first step to like overcome something. Um, cause it kind of just lowers your walls a little bit. You're like, yeah, it's normal. So the second thing is you guys already invested in yourself. You guys pay for MLS. You decided to study to get your real estate license. Like you might not see it that way, but mm-hmm. by getting your real estate license, you took the risk. You bet on yourself already. You said, I believe in myself. I can help people buy and sell houses. And that's amazing. And entrepreneurship, it's a tiny secret, <laughs> It's actually just personal development disguised as business. So the more you can just be in uncomfortable situations and push yourself out of your comfort zone and you know something that I do, I'm I'm scared every day when I do things, but I don't let it stop me. So it's okay to feel scared, but you can feel the fear and do it anyway. And so just think of the times that you've already invested in yourself. Think um, you know, think about we say this all the time like you have to bet on yourself. No one, no one's coming to save you. No one else is going to invest in your skill set unless you 
find a random mentor that like really sees a lot of potential in you. But for the most part, you're on your own in this. So it's up to you to believe in yourself and to bet on yourself and to make it happen for yourself. And it is scary and it is hard, but just like anything, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And also once you start doing it, like I'm sure everyone here is seeing a ton of value from being in John's membership. And so that like use that like, oh, I invested a little bit of money and now it's worth it. What if I invested a thousand dollars? Or, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be sixty thousand dollars at mm-hmm. all. Just mm-hmm. taking any steps, it will get easier. Yeah. You didn't start with 60K. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's yeah, I think for mine, you know, and again, I this mastermind that I'm in is is for entrepreneurs. And when I jumped into like the the highest tier, it's 500 bucks a month. And I'm like, am I really? And then like we do, you know, two to three retreats. So it ends up being about 10K a year. And I was like, is that really worth it? But then when I looked at when I started and then to, you know, where I was thinking about this, I had tripled my income and I'm like, well, of course it was worth it. Like, mm-hmm. would you spend 10 to make an extra 80 or 90 or hundred? Of course you would. Anybody, anybody would. Um, and I didn't, I think that's a good point too. I didn't start for those of you that know Vincent at his $500 tier. I started and it was $150 a month. And I was learning so much that I said, I need more of this. Let me jump in to the deep end. Tell us, like, what keeps you guys motivated? I want to hear all about that. And I know there's a ton. So let's get into what keeps you guys motivated in your real estate business. Yeah. So you should write this down. I believe you said two different whys in your life. One why, maybe internal. Your internal why is normally smaller. Something for you personally. I want to afford a big mastermind, I want to afford a new car, I want to afford a house. That's internal wine. That's really somewhat small. And most realtor entrepreneurs only make $20,000, $100,000 a year or more. That's because they can't make more because they're anchored so low. So you need external wine as well. Number two, external wine is bigger. I want to retire my family. I want to make a school, a nonprofit. These bigger wines you more anchored in to a bigger purpose in life. You only stop working after you achieve your internal goal. Like for me, I want to help over a billion people before I die and make cities and towns. I have a huge, huge goal that I can never stop because my goal is so big that it'll take my whole lifetime to get there. So keep you super motivated and inspired, keep on pushing forward on our mission we have now. Agree. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's about, I mean, spot on. Everyone has the internal why, which is like, I want to quit my job maybe, or I want to sell one house a month or whatever. And we do this with every agent that joins with us. The first thing we do is we set goals with them. And most people, you know, if you're just chasing a number like $10,000 or one house a month, there's no emotion there. There's no, like if it, if you wake up and it's raining and cold out, it's so easy to hit snooze because like what you're going to dream about one house a month, no way that's not inspiring. So having that external why, and it can change, you know, like on those days, we wake up at five every day. On those days that I don't want to wake up, I don't think about the a billion people that I'm going to help. I think about our future children because that really motivates me. Sometimes I think about Jordan because I don't want to let him down. Sometimes I think about our parents because we do want to retire them. Like you can have a lot of different inspiration Mm -hmm. and on the different days, like pull from it. You know, I think another thing is having a strong community, like rely on each other. It's much easier to quit on yourself or quit on your goals if you're just by yourself. But if other people know about them, if you're on the same journey as someone, if you're on the same team as someone and contributing to the same mission as someone, it's you, you're not just letting yourself down, you're letting other people down. And the flip side of that is 
they can lift you up and you can lift them up and you just go further together. Yeah. So good. I want to honor everyone's time and I want to get to questions. Let's go back. So this could be, I'd love to hear from each of you. Um, one of the things I love to ask on these interviews. So usually I warn people, I didn't warn you. So brace yourself. No, one of the things I love to ask people is take me back to a point in your life and what would be a piece of advice you'd give that version of yourself. So this could be you know, a traveling nomad with the marketing, Jordan, this can be when you're homeless. It it really can be whenever for either of you, let us know a time in your life, take us to that time. What would you tell that, that version of Jordan and Melanie? Mm-hmm. So two answers. When I was 18, I said, do you ever sit live since Tony XP back then? It was brand new. I have a huge team of a hundred times people by now, but in all contexts, I'd probably say, Hey, Life is hard right now. I get it. It's okay. Keep on pushing forward. If people can become successful, so can you. You guys as well. But everyone has the same skill sets, same able opportunities to learn more and become better people. And all guys have a new way sooner. For me, I was selling pictures door to door at six years old. I always be an entrepreneur. But I didn't know how powerful it could really be until I was like young, early 20s. So when I was 14, 12 years old, I was like, hey, Read more books, invest in yourself, find mentors, watch the YouTube videos, people doing big stuff, and kind of fast track your success. Like I went back before, the easiest way to invest more into yourself is to start seeing wins from small things you're already doing. Being part of this program, you're seeing some wins. It's making it like a game, gamification. If I have a player and I invest more skill points into his speech or to the communication, he has more better deals now. Same for us. If I invest more into my marketing, more into my branding, I'm going to have way more returns. And for a long, that's a game to me. How high can I take this? Yeah. I love that question, first of all. I'm going to answer it. I'm going to avoid the answer a little bit. But something that like to this day is very, I use this almost every single day to keep me motivated and to just you know stay patient. And that is, I believe that every person has three people inside of them. And that is your present self, of course, your past self and your future self. And so on the hard days, I'm often saying, I'm doing this for you, future Melanie. I'm doing this for you so that you can travel the world and, you know, spend as much time with your kids as you want and do all these things that you want. And I'm also thanking past Melanie frequently. I'm saying, thank you for making those sacrifices. Thank you for pushing through all those hard days. Thank you for doing all those things because by thanking past Melanie, I know that future Melanie will one day thank present Melanie. So <laughs> it just it just makes it easier to do it. So I guess the piece of advice would be more of just thanking her, past Melanie, for everything that she's done. I also believe everything happens how it should. If I had said yes to Jordan the first time he asked me out, a lot of things would have been different. And I don't know if it would be better. You know, I think there it was just a couple of weeks in between when he asked me out on our first date, but a lot of things happened that were really pivotal to my personal growth. And if I had said yes, I don't know if those things would have happened. So I just really try to trust the journey. And so the advice that I would give my past self is just you're doing all the right things. Keep going. Trust yourself and um, it'll all work out. Love it. Love it. What's a piece of advice right now? And I know you do this as you coach your team, but what's a piece of advice, you know, one or two right now to realtors, you know, and I told you about the call, like, right. It's divided a lot of top producers, a lot of people that are like, 
really struggling and trying to get that first deal? Like what would be what would be your piece of advice to realtors that are just like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. So for those who are new agents are still on the come up, there's a free strategy for you. One, make content. Obviously, the easiest anchor point. But join groups on Facebook and find groups that are not about real estate. Found like, I love Tesla. I love tech. I love cooking in your city. And then add them as a friend to your fun list. So now you're doing marketing, making content. You're marketing to your ideal clients, but they're in your city and they probably make enough money to buy a house. That way you can get more friends and followers for free super quickly. People on a team an extra five deals a month from the strategy. Hmm. Five deals a month, that one simple strategy. It's not that complex. All you do is add friends, five a day, 10 a day, before long, you have a big phone in your account, you'd like to know and trust you, and see so you ready to market to them. If you're already making money and have more disposable income or investment opportunities, then bet more on yourself. Run ads. And there's two ads you can run. One ad is to your current friends that we have on Facebook because those ads are going to be cheaper for you because to your friends and family and your past clients. And ask like, hey, friends, as you may or may not know, I'm a realtor in the local market. I can help you buy into real estate, get the best deals, the whole nine yards. And by talking to them only, you never have somebody pick up from real estate that's not you. You all seen that happen before. Oh, I use so-and-so because he was a realtor. How do you forget? That's all I talk about. Well, this way, you'll never forget because now you're already doing ads to your current friend list. The other ad is running ads in general to buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. And your budget is 10 bucks, make it 50 bucks a day. If you have money already, bet on yourself. Because again, if I'm going to spend $1,000 to get a client, I can make five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 on that. Mm-hmm. And you guys will be through fees all the time for 23%. That's the big positive commission check you're making. So why do you just do it for yourself when your ads? That's the mind thing you guys change about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On top of the very tactical advice, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, <laughs> just keep going. I think whether you're new and you're thinking this will never happen for me or you're growing, even when you grow, you'll hit plateaus and you'll think I'm going to be stuck at this plateau forever. I'm never going to make it. You know, I'm, I'm stuck at 10 million. How can I get to 15 or how do I get to 20? Whatever. Just keep pushing through. You can take a break, but don't quit. And that, I think people mix up the two. Like I have days, Jordan has days, the most successful people that you've ever seen in the world. Everyone has days where they're like, "Ugh, I'm frustrated. This isn't happening as fast as I want it, or this isn't going the way I want it. And the difference between the successful ones and the ones that you've never heard of are the successful ones say, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a breather. It's okay, but I'm not going to quit tomorrow. I'm going to start again. You know, Jordan recently was telling a story. We're selling a course and we're trying to figure out the best Facebook ad strategy for it. Mm -hmm. And we're probably on our 50th ad, being truly honest, 50th ad. And so many people would have quit 45 ads ago, Mm -hmm. maybe even 48 ads ago. I know ads. (laughs) (laughs) The people, you know, Rudy, whose program we invested in, he said he's run 5,000 ads and 25 of them have worked really well for him. But people from the outside just see the ads that are successful and they see the people that are successful. They don't see the failures. So it's just never give up. Always believe that it's possible. And if you are tempted to give up, just 
take a break. That's totally fine. You don't lose points for, you know, sitting one day out. If you can improve 1% every single day, that's worth it. You know, some days I'm tired. I don't want to do anything, but I'll send one message or I'll make one post on mm -hmm. Facebook or I will send one email or whatever. It's not my full work day, but I just always want to do one thing that I know will bring me closer to my goals. Mm -hmm. and, and here's what I will add to that. And I do want to get to questions in a second. I would just caution the people on this call and listening here on the podcast. You've got to be interacting on Facebook to run ads. You can't run ads and not doing anything. I, I'll speak. I And I see their heads nodding. Jordan and Melanie are posting every day, every other day on Facebook. Like I'm even going to go back five days ago. Melanie used to hate social media. She made a post five days ago. Where are my realtors at? Four days. You can make changes in your life, right? Like all these different things. And so my caution just to those of you listening is you cannot just run ads and be like, all right, there you go. Facebook, Melanie and Jordan, right? Correct me guys if I'm wrong or just jump in here. You're posting multiple times a week to reach your audience. I post once the times every single day, if not at least two times a day. And I do lives every Wednesday. I have a YouTube channel. I have right. my all different, different platforms. And for ads, like you were saying, call your leads. Like that's super important. Getting leads on Facebook is great, but you don't talk to them unless matter. you never call them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and I think too, guys, go look at Melanie and Jordan's stuff, right? 5,000 friends. And, and and I think so many of you are like, well, I can't add that person. They're not my friend. I've recently been adding. I was on a, I actually never used Clubhouse in this morning. I like a thing popped up and I'm like, oh, I'll listen for 20 minutes. And I did. And I friended the person on there. Like, and if they don't accept Okay, they didn't. I, I get it, but it, I'm I'm trying to connect. Not that I'm an influencer, and I'm not saying, but like connect with more people that are doing influential things, right? So I'm going to go now and try to support Melanie and Jordan and what they're doing, and tell people about them, promote them, right through this, through the, and they're going to see my stuff too, and be like, oh, that was a cool call. Like, hey, if you're interested, like. And, and I think when you do it, I'm talking all about it this week on the podcast. I think today's episode was about what you need to like build a niche or micro niche. Like today is content. Wednesday is connections. Friday is the confluence where the, in the three rivers in Pittsburgh come together. These little two rivers, the Allegheny and the, Monog the Monongahela, which I had to memorize, guys, which mm -hmm. start as these little streams hundreds of miles away, come together, make the Ohio River that goes 981 miles. You don't get a 981 mile river by doing no connections. You might have all the content in the world. And I say this on the episode, your content river is overflowing and flooding Pittsburgh. You might have a lot of connections, but I mean, I think Melanie and Jordan are selling a course. If you build a ton of connections, but you have nothing for people to buy, like it's worthless. So I think they have the two working really well that flows into the confluence. But anyway, I didn't mean to talk about the podcast. But okay, then, I want to say something about that, John. Yes. Or a perfect example of this because I don't know if everyone caught it, but he saw my post about real estate today and he reached out and sent me a message and a Bingo. friend of and I was a stranger. And then we had a phone call and we were like, wow, both great energy. We just want to help people. Awesome. Let's do the podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times he gets ignored, but if he had never messaged me, I would have had no idea who he was. I would have not known about this group. I would have not known any of you guys. And there was just, there was a 0% chance of that happening. Yeah. If he messaged me, there was a, let's just call it a 50% chance. I don't know, but that's always going to be higher than zero. So I always say to our team, don't make the decision for the other person. Don't yes. say, oh, well, they're interviewing three other listing agents. So I'm not going to do it. Why are you making that up? If you don't do that listing presentation, I promise you, you will not get the listing. 
if you go, even if you have a 2% chance of getting it, at least you know that that's 2% more than if you don't do it at all. So never underestimate the power of just showing up and, and taking action. And if you didn't respond, like I'm not sitting on the couch crying. I'm like, okay, cool. All I did was hit add as friend or send a message or comment. Like, and so I think like so often the growth really comes from being willing to be uncomfortable, being willing mm-hmm. to reach out to people. And if they ignore you, you just say, oh, no, you, you don't take it personally. You just say, oh, they must be busy or a lot going on. No worries at all. So, well, thank you guys so much. Honored to know you. And like, this has been amazing. Um, For the podcast, before we get to Q&A, kind of tell everybody where they can find you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all Jordan Super, S-U-B-E-R. And I talk about all things marketing, business. AJ Attraction, leadership, sales, the whole nine yards. And then same for me. My main platforms are Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as well. Melanie Suber. And the cool thing about us is if you find one of us, it's really easy to find the other one mm-hmm. because we're, you know, we're very <laughs> prevalent in each other's content as well. Yeah. Well, and a gift for you guys to be part of awesome. John Mastermind. Go to recruitsecrets.com. You have a free masterclass on there teaching you our best strategies to grow your own team, get more agents to join you, make more passive income, help more people, and make more income. And we've grown on teams to over 120 people for these exact strategies and got financial freedom in less than nine months of doing that. So it works amazingly well. Mm-hmm. And if your main focus is real estate, definitely find us on social media. We post so many marketing tips, um, bite-sized, just like strategies and pivots that you can do in your everyday business to help you get more clients. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you guys so much. My first guest, that was two, my first couple that joined. I've never had more than one person, but you guys played off each other really well and it worked. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode. Hope you really enjoyed this interview with Melanie and Jordan Suber. Their story is certainly inspirational and motivating for sure, right? They are so passionate about helping agents and, you know, helping people grow their real estate business. And I am just so, so thankful that they took the time to be a part of the membership call and record this podcast interview. So hope you guys really enjoyed it and took a lot out of it. Really appreciate you guys listening. So thanks so much. And I will see you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.